Hey everybody, welcome back to the Sportsman Like Conduct Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Argot, here with producer Steve, uh, and we are going to dive right into baseball. I know we have so much to talk to about the football, but uh, it's game seven tonight uh, in 30 minutes. Arizona uh, D-backs first the Phillies in Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia has never been to a game seven, Steve. You're a Philadelphia That's Phillies right. fan. I'm uh, slightly rooting against <laughs> you guys just because I'm a Mets fan. Um, but, you know, I just want to overall the MLB fan to me wants to see a good game. I know this Philadelphia team is great. Uh, D-backs with a big surprise. I, I know you and I kind of predicted five or six that we thought this yeah. series would go for in favor of Philadelphia. But, man, have the D-backs surprised us. And I know uh, you're are you a little nervous. What do you I mean? I like? think there's a little nerves going on here uh, this morning. I listened to a lot of sports radio and this morning they were kind of all. You know, everybody was a little upset about last night, but then most of the hosts on that station were all, I mean, all day, were all just like, you know what, that was last night and tonight's a new night and we're home and it's game seven and we're not losing two in a row at home. Like it's just not happening. So. Right. Yeah. Here, here's where I think the experience from like last year and from some of those other guys, like, like Trey Turner, I, here's a game where I think Trey Turner goes like two for four with like a lot, like, you know, just like kind of just, you're going to see all sorts of numbers. I think the Phils win like seven three. Um, again, Ranger Suarez on the mound versus a, a Fot. Fot. Yeah, yeah Fot. I, I heard it. On, I heard Fot. it on the That's radio. Yeah, Fot. it's Fot. <laughs> yeah, earlier. Yeah, yeah, Brandon Fot. And I'm like, and he's and he, he's pitched really well in the last game. He pitched great yeah, against you guys three. in his yeah game three in his last outing. Um, I think that ends here today. I think the Phillies bats are gonna be. I think Schwarber just. I think everyone kind of like after going into last year into the world series like all right guys this is what we we're you know uh kind of came here for what we're going to do and uh i think you'll you'll kind of see that that game here where you guys might put up a a big you know five run first inning yeah. kind of game and just make it make a statement and you know against nothing against arizona look they have exceeded every expectation uh they were plus t- ten thousand at the beginning of the year to make the yeah. world series or to win it um um, I, I don't know what it was to make it, but I got to imagine it was probably like plus 2,500 or something like that to make it or something even more probably. But again, um, we, what, what we saw with Arizona in game six, man, nothing short of tremendous. I mean, just so much grit from these guys. Um, I got, I want to say one guy who I've been so impressed with is Gabriel Moreno. Man. Yeah. Dude, just his yeah. arm. He's got a cannon. Um, I mean, he has a cannon and it is yeah. accurate. It's not, I mean, I dude, he's like Yadier yeah, status, he, man. I'm he not, made I'm a couple throws. Compare him to yeah, Yadier. he made a couple throws in these past couple games that were like I think he got Schwarber twice in the past two games. Uh, and Schwarber's yeah. not fast. I mean, he dude, he had Schwarber yeah, but it was by a mile, mile and it was like perfect. Still. I mean, the placement of that ball was like right where the glove was going to be. I mean, it's like you said, accurate. It, it is right there where you wish every second baseman or shortstop yep. would always have it. You know, just always right there. Just like, oh man, again, doesn't. Just an absolute delivery. And he's been hitting um, too. Look, he's been hitting. He hit a home run in one of the games. I mean, he's yeah. he's been all around a good, good oh, yeah, player no. like in this postseason. I mean coming in as a backup, yeah. really. Uh yeah, no, it, it's been it's been uh he's been kind of like, you know, one of the guys there, especially defensively where it's motivating. But the biggest guy for them, man, who we thought, you know, kind of would be would be the rookie Corbin Carroll, but it's been the other guy. It's been Kittel Marte, yeah. man. It's been the Marte Parte. Um, veteran for this team. He's been one, he's one, him and uh, Christian Walker are two of the longest tenured players on this team, man. 
And, and Christian uh, Walker's been wow, doing pretty well like, for him too. I don't think he's batting quite as well as he's batting at 258. He, he's but. not batting quite as well. He drew, drew a few yeah. walks yesterday. Um, again, uh, a guy who two years ago didn't really have a lot of plate discipline and to come into the postseason have that pl- pl- plate discipline and be able to do that, man, that, that's tremendous. Um, look, this, this team has some veterans. So we talked about Luis Gurriel Jr. Um, and uh, Evan Longoria, man. It's like it, those two guys alone have just been just what this team has needed this whole through this whole uh, time. Um, you know, Gurriel with all his experience there in Toronto and uh, Toronto, right? Or no, he was in Toronto. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You're right, Toronto. I'm thinking of the other the yeah. Gurriel brother there in uh, um, yeah in Houston. I forgot where he had went there this offseason. But um, anyways, man. Uh, who who do you ex- who do you expect to uh, step up the most for the Philadelphia Phillies tonight? Uh, I mean, I like your Trey Turner. Uh, honestly, Nick Nick Castellanos has been in quite a slump for the past three or four games after coming out and hitting five home runs yeah. in three games uh, earlier in this series. So, in in this series, he's hitting. He's in yeah. 0. I think he had 5, one so. hit. Uh, yeah, or yeah, it was last series that he hit the home runs. Um, yeah, he's. He, I think he had one hit. Right, and uh, so it could be Nick because uh, you know he's he's been pretty clutch all postseason except for this series, of course. Um, but I'd like Turner. Yeah. I like Nick. I also like JT to step up a little bit more than he has. So I think those three guys. Hey. Um, I'd love to say Harper and Schwarber, but those guys have been pitched around like nobody's business uh, these past couple games, and I think that's going to continue tonight. So a lot of walks from those guys, but right. And look, hey, it's okay Absolutely. to draw those walks, man. Get the man on base. You just get to the next guy. Get to the next guy. That is how you have to play it, and I think that's exactly how the Phillies are going to be playing it. Uh, again, Harper being in big games all the time. Like, um, There's no bigger moment than tonight. Game 7 on the line. First Game 7 ever in Philadelphia Phillies history. Uh, you, don't want, you don't want to be remembered for no. losing this game. <laughs> you want to be remembered for winning because you, you are the better team. The Phillies are the better team. And if the Diamondbacks do pull this out, I mean, look, man, it's another uh, just another wild uh, Cinderella story, man. Yeah. Uh, but and it's been crazy. a wild postseason so far, so I'm not going to rule it out. But oh man, it's been wild. Yeah, dude. Speaking of that, let's go to yeah. last night's game, Houston uh, in uh, Texas, Astros versus the Rangers, man, in uh, Houston. And look, going into that game seven, it was wild. Game six was wild. Adolis Garcia in game six hitting a grand slam, uh, putting an exclamation point on it there to force a game seven. Um, Look, uh, Christian Javier versus Max Scherzer. I was thinking Houston was going to win this all the way, even though Dusty Baker has never won a game seven and Bruce Bochy has never lost a game seven. Uh, those are two huge stats kind of going into yesterday. Still, man, you thought after Friday, man, after we talked on the show, we were like, dude, Altuve just yeah. buried them into the ground with that game, with that top of the ninth home run. Oh, man, it was just like, wow, to be able – to win the next two games and to go in there and do that, man, it says a lot about the Texas and Rangers. And Garcia, you can't, I mean, we can't, he had two yeah, homers last Adoles night Garcia. and he had a couple ribbies before that. And I mean, they put it on early. A- ALCS yeah, MVP. Oh, down. Yeah. I mean, was it five home runs yeah. in four games uh, he delivered? He had four uh, for five two last night game. with two homers. <laughs> I mean, that's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, it, he, he was tremendous, man. I mean, and he almost he almost hit another one, dude. It was like right, right the fence, yeah. right short of the right short of the fence, and um, it was crazy, man. It was a 
seriously, like when that the way that game opened up, and it was it opened up with Corey Seager hitting up just a going upstairs too. I mean, usually Corey Seager, you you throw in him anything on bottom of the zone, that guy's gonna crush it. Either gonna be a double or a home run. But he went upstairs to get that, and it was a it was out of there in a second. Did you see the the reaction from his girlfriend? Yeah. Or his yeah. Wi-Fi. Sorry, I was like, I don't know. But man, she she knew it was gone. She was stoked. It was like, yeah, and that just set it up. I think like Christian Javier, who pitched a dominant game three in the series, Oof. um, or it was just man, they literally just were able to to get on him early. They put up, they just put they put up they put it on him, man. This the before you knew it, man, they were just going up and down through the lineup on, on um, but uh, yeah. T- Texas man pulling it off uh, Montgomery coming in he he got the win uh, Bochi just you know pulling stuff from the past remember he did this with Baumgartner before um, in, in the World Series against the Royals um, I, I gotta imagine you know Bochi's like he he pulls these little things off that I don't know why more managers don't do like why didn't Dusty Baker and this was one thing I was thinking of yesterday look you guys are down early three one. Pull you they pull Christian Javier. Look, they've had a great bullpen. They brought a Hunter Brown. Why don't why don't you go to uh Verlander? Be like, yo, Verlander, we need you out there. We're gonna I'm gonna have to bring you out there for yeah. a game or two. I know you pitched two days prior, but look, I'm gonna go, go out there. I've and talked you. about that with Tywon Walker here. I mean, he's been on the playoff roster this whole entire postseason and he hasn't played a game yet. And now they're talking tonight that they might pull it, Wheeler out to relieve Ranger. Um, and, and they, they instead of Taiwan, well, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Um, it's just one of them weird things like that. You know, there's, there's starters available in the bullpen Look. and they should be using that like to the extent. I mean, that's what we saw Texas do last night and it worked. They got, he got, yeah, they no, got five worked, innings out of their first, you know, out of two starters and then just went to the bullpen from there. And by that time it was already over. Yeah. I mean, it was already seven to eight to two or something. Yeah. It was eight to two at that point already. So yeah, it was eight to, um, Again, the one thing, and if if I'm Philadelphia tonight, man, if I see any signs from Ranger, and he's been he awesome, if I see anything from him that is he, he's going to get in trouble early, if he gives up like just a, a hit and then a home run and it's like two, I pull him. I'm like, Zach Willow, you're coming in. You're going to need me three innings. Like, that's what you yep. guys need. Kimbrell is not going to see tonight's game. Like, I don't care if you guys are up eight no. to one. Uh, Kim, Kimbrell is not going to Yeah, like, That's how. <laughs> That, that that's how uh, that's how I would feel. Again, I don't care if you bring in your starter. Like you got to treat this like it's Absolutely. a World Series. Because look, if you lose this game, you're not there. Uh, you're gonna beat yourself down. Like I'm sure the Astros are sort of beating themselves up that they didn't bring in, um, like Verlander in, or, uh, or yeah, yeah, Ver, yeah. no Verlander or, or give you know Framber Valdez another start, hit out of you. Know, it's like maybe not Framber's not a good idea, <laughs> but uh, you know bring in Verlander, bring in that your, your ace to do that, man. But Again, man, uh, look, the Astros, they, they, they could have did that. Uh, they did not. Again, they had a 4-1 fourth, man, and that, that just it was over by then. They, they were never able to climb yeah. back out of that rabbit hole. But, um, yeah, man, bit, a bit, listen, uh, like you said, man, big credit to Adolis Garcia, who won the uh, uh, ALCS MVP, and just more credit to Bochi, yeah. man. I mean, like, you, I mean, dude, this guy takes three years off. Um, comes back and he <laughs> goes to the World Series, man. Unfreaking with a team with a team that coaching. didn't. I mean, how many games did they win last year? I was gonna say with a team that they lost. Right, that's what I'm saying. They, they didn't have much going on last year, and so for him to come in and the year before that, 100 they lost games, 100 right. games. 
uh, again, man, it, it, sometimes it's wild. Look, and they went on in the off season. They, they spent a lot of moves. money. Yeah, they made some really good moves. One, one of the one of the guys that spent a lot of money on him was not even there. Jacob Degrom, he's you know out for next year as well. Um, and it, look, uh, well, I, I don't put it past Bochi in Texas to go on and win, uh, you know, to possibly win the World Series. I mean, again, having a manager with that kind of caliber, knowing what kind of moves to make, what to say to his guys, and and doing that kind of stuff. Look. I, I think here's where the Bochi experience made the biggest difference in this Astros uh, Texas series was the fact that after game five, that look it, like if Dave Roberts is managing this Texas team and nothing is Dave Roberts, he's been, he's been a really good manager for the Dodgers. But if he was managing this Texas series, I think Houston would win game six. Thing is, I think with Bochi is, I think with all his past experience and what he knows how to do and his cool, calm demeanor, and what he's able to do and just say, look, you know, all, look, every guy, there's no one special. There's no one above us. Uh, I'm not going to throw you out there, you know, just because your name and like, I don't think Bruce Bochy would have like let, like, here's, here's a good example. I don't think he would have let Kershaw go out there and start game one. I think he would have like, look, Kershaw, like, you know, we, we need you for game three. That's where we need you at. And that's where we're going to have you. I think he would have let that like he did with Max Scherzer. You can kind of compare those two. They've been the, it's been them two and Verlander. They're the three best pitchers of this past decade. I'm probably leaving out another <laughs> two, but it's been those, yeah. it's been those guys. But like you know, and if he if he would have said it went to Kershaw and be like, yo, you're you're starting game three, I think he has no doubt about it. He would make that move because he has that you know that pedigree. He knows that. And with Scherzer starting game three, he's like, look, yeah, I'm not healthy. And neither was Kershaw. Kershaw had not been healthy up to that point. He's been pitching all year pretty uh, with the injury. We already know he's not great in postseason. Max Scherzer's not great in postseason. Um, but, look, uh, again, Bochi made the biggest difference here. And they will not be in the World Series without Bruce Bochi. Yeah, I agree 100%. Right. Like we were talking about, I mean, there's offseason moves that they made. And those guys, it's funny because on the Friday show, we talked about a couple guys that weren't really – performing like they probably should have been throughout the postseason so far. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think those guys stepped up over the weekend. I mean, um, just from what I saw, like Marcus Simeon, we talked about, we talked about Corey Seager, um, you know, not having the best postseason, not that they were struggling, but, um, you know, you expect those guys to have bigger moments. And that's exactly what they did this weekend. No, yeah. exactly. Not man. Um, yeah. Like the, the, even, you know, credit, credit, like you said, credit to Simeon, man. Um, for as bad as he was doing, he stepped up game six, man, came out and he was like balled. three for five out, or something right? to play. that game. Uh, let me check. Uh, double check. I think it was two for, oh uh, yeah, he was a uh, two for three and uh, two, walks. two walks. Yeah. Everything that That's you exactly needed from you him yeah. finally yep. came together in the, in the must win game, man. In that game, like, look, going into game six, I'm telling you, I, how many t- teams do you think would have lost that game? Especially the way they lost in game five. Losing like that in the top of the ninth after thinking you yep. have it in the bag. Um, uh, again, man, like there's only three or four teams in the league that come out of that game and force a game seven, even to go on and win it. It's just like, um, I like the, uh, I know the, the odds for yesterday's game was like Astros were minus 130. It was real close. Rangers yeah. were plus 110. Super close. Not like tonight's game where Phillies are pretty yeah. heavily favored. Um, but yeah, man, again, uh, credits to Texas, dude. Uh, they have been remarkable. Um, a lot of those guys in there. I'm excited to see them. They're a super deep lineup, and 
I'm kind of rooting for the Phillies in from that perspective, as far as like, look, if the Dimebacks make it, be fun. But I think that the Rangers will win that series in five. five. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I I mean, look, they're they're going they're playing a really tough series in the Phillies, and I think they're throwing everything in the bag that they could. I, I know Texas threw everything in the bag, but I just think that they, from a depth perspective, and you know, from the guys who have been there, and again, uh, Texas is playing. Beat, they would beat not Texas. Uh, sorry. Arizona's would be the team that was in the world series last year for the NL, but still from a, from a Phillies, Texas perspective, I mean, what is that? Six or seven game series. Yeah. Itself? And we're looking at, I mean, Dallas versus Philly. Like they were talking about that on the radio. They're like, yeah, yeah. I think pretty sure the Rangers are based in Dallas and we don't like the Cowboys. So this would be a pretty nice little rivalry. Uh, uh, uns- I, I hate the Cowboys, but rivalry uh, to have for the world series. You know, this is Texas' third time ever making the World Series. They went back to they went back to back years in uh, I think 2010, 2011, or 11, 12. 12, yeah, something like that. Or, or was it there? Yeah, they lost to let's see, they lost to the Cardinals. I remember that. That was the epic one where they were one out away from winning, and then I think David Freeze hit that. Blast oh yeah, yeah. One, we should we should bring that moment back up. That's crazy. <laughs> that was just a crazy moment. I think the Rangers beat the Rangers away. beat. Uh, yeah, it was it was St. Louis in 2011. St. Louis they lost to, and then who who and else did they lose to? No, Ron Washington. 2010. Was the manager of those teams. 2010. It was the Giants. <laughs> they yeah. lost to the Giants. No, no. Giant. Oh, they did lose to the Giants. Yep. Oh wow. Okay. I thought for some reason I thought the Giants beat somebody else, but um, I know the Giants beat the Phillies. The, the, yeah. That was great. <laughs> That was a, that was a fun yeah. postseason run, but but um, yeah, man, um, it, crazy. I mean, I can't wait for the game. We're about starting in about ten yeah. minutes from now. Yeah, first pitch. Uh, let's move on to a few other baseball topics. One that happened today: uh, Bob Melvin, new uh, manager for the San Francisco Giants. Yeah. Uh, you know, we talked uh, get, we talked about Gabe Kapler last week. Uh, where you know that's still a mystery on where he will go if he moves into a front office role or a managerial role. But, uh, Bob Melvin now being the manager for the, uh, San Francisco giants Padres are left without a manager. There's a lot of vacancies. Uh, this is gonna be crazy in the off season. Uh, what do you think about him going to San Francisco? Um, I think it'll be a nice change of pace for him. <laughs> I think he's had a, you know, I mean, like we've talked about them as just kind of trying to buy their way into a, a world series and, and that's not necessarily on him, but um, you know, it's, yeah. I, I don't know. I think it'll be good for that. I think it'll be good for him. I'm not sure how I feel about, I don't know, maybe the, the giants, it works out for them too, but I think for him personally, it'll be good. I think the Padres could use some fresh leadership. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm not, you know, like I said, I think it'll be good for the. Yeah. I think it'll be good for him, and it'll be good for the Padres. I'm not so sure about the Giants, so we'll see. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I'm 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 right there. I I'm not sure um, how much better he's going to make the Giants. The Giants are in a very peculiar situation. No manager really can bring this team to the promised land where they want to go. And it's like um, there's so many moves that the Giants need to make here. Um, I don't know how de- how deep their farm system is. Um, Bob Melvin, I think is a very good manager. I think he was dealt a, a shitty hand there and for the Padres this year, look, they, they went out and signed uh, Xander Bogarts to a huge contract. They extended 
uh, you Darvish and Manny Machado, Machado's you know, pretty much kind of putting their back against the wall at the beginning of the season saying, if you don't extend me now, then I'm not going to talk to you guys during the season. There's just so much drama revolving this team and so many, so much high expectations, uh, especially don't forget the Fernando Tatis scenario, him coming back this year. Um, he just had all those personalities to manage all the expectations with all the money that they spent. Bob Melvin's like, you know, going into the last year saying, okay, cool. You know, we're going to build on this. Well, great. Uh, you have Fernando Tatis returning and then we're going to sign Xander Bogart to this, you know, we're going to highly overpay for him. So we have more stress on this team and just bringing in all these guys. So it was just like, you know, like I said, um, just things didn't go their way. I mean, look, this was a team. The Padres were a team that had one of the best team ERAs all year. I mean, they had really great starting pitching, but again, their hitting can just never click on all cylinders this year at any point in the season. Uh, it's going to take the right manager to get this going. Um, I, I'm just curious to see what offseason moves they're going to have because um, they're going to lose Blake Snell unless they resign him, which, I mean, look, we've seen them spend dumb money before, so they might spend dumb money again. Um, let's see. Uh, outside of them, I mean, they have Musgrove uh, locked up for a while. Um, I'm missing one more pitcher on their staff. Um, oh, Mike Walker. Oh, yeah, he, Walker. He fits really yeah. well for them. Maybe he comes back for them, but again, uh, a lot of teams are like, "Look, Walker, the last two years has pitched very good, and maybe we'll, we'll go out and get him, and we'll sign him to two years, forty-five million, or two years, fifty million. I wouldn't be surprised if a team goes out and does that. Be like, look, you know, we'll, we'll give you a little bit more money than what the Padres are probably willing to offer you. Um, but yeah, yeah, man, I, there's a lot of question marks around that Padres team, and I, none that I think is Bob Melvin's fault. I, I don't think. I don't really know how many managers can have made that scenario work this year. Uh, Joe Torrey, <laughs> maybe from yeah. the retirement. It's like, uh, it's like, you know, again, um, but yeah, I, I'm curious to see, I saw two candidates uh, that they might hire within the organization. Um, but for the giants, I mean, look, they got a good manager. Like I thought they had a good manager before they fired Gabe Kapler, but uh, uh, I, I just, uh, with the giants, what the, what they're doing uh, they're just, just the position that they're the in right now yeah yeah and they're the third or fourth best team in their division i mean they're that they're, they're right. fourth not better than the dodgers they're not better than the team that's about the you know, one game away from the yeah. world series and yeah and they're not better than no. the padres so um but i do for i do like the scenario better for bob melvin i will say that yeah yeah i think it's a good move i mean he's uh, what two three four time manager of the year i think if i'm not mistaken somewhere in that range yeah. he's won it a few times um I yeah i think it's a good move like i said i, I mean the padres we know that they have the, the pieces or some of the pieces at least or most of the pieces at least um so yeah like you said i'm de definitely curious to see what they do in the off season no me uh most definitely man um other manager news today uh buck showalter uh, is a candidate for the angels job uh the Angels uh, GM Perry Manassian, um, uh, him and uh, Showalter have uh, a connection from their time in Texas. So uh, would be shocked now if the if the Angels get Showalter, which for for this I, I love them. Yeah. Yeah. Look, um, as a Mets fan, I love Showalter. I was upset that we sort of got rid of him, but I understood why um, he. I, I don't think Showalter wanted to be there after the kind of the in-season fire sale that the Mets had. 
Um, obviously, Showalter was kind of promised like that, you know, everything's, you know, on board. But look, obviously, the Mets season didn't go the way it wanted either. Um, that was a lot to do with management and how they built this team on old pitching. That was their fault. Yeah. Uh, Showalter doesn't have anything to do with that. He's only dealt with what he's dealt. So um, I really is the Angels job better than the Mets job? No, <laughs> because the Angels have no that look, they have no uh, farm system. Now they traded almost everybody away to try to make this last season work. They have trout, an aging trout uh, who's injury prone on a pretty, I guess you could say almost bad contract. Um, will they trade Mike trout? I don't know. Uh, will he ask for a trade? I don't think so. Um, Let's see uh, who else. Oh, they also have the terrible contract of uh, Anthony Rendon. They have to deal with that yeah. personality. Yeah, they have a lot of um, they have a lot of decisions to make. I mean, it's going to be it interesting is. for a new manager to come in, and you know, we're going to see. Like we were talking about, we've talked about all year. Uh, you know, Shohei being around and now not being able to pitch, and like you said, Mike Trout being on a huge contract. Which, and I hate to say this, but like you know he's one of the better players in baseball and I agree, but he hasn't been healthy enough to show that in the past few years. And it's just like, is that, and it's, it's not going right. to be any better. I mean, he, he, he could play healthier, but it's just like for how, how, you know, for how long Well, he's, he's locked up, I think for another seven years, seven I think, years yeah. at least. Um, and he's, I mean, look, you get into your thirties, you don't, technically aids better and like, like we uh, said trout, is it the angels uh, staff like is it the training staff maybe maybe trout moving would help him there's just i, I mean i mean maybe I, I don't know again uh the show like you mentioned the show hey questions up in the air will the angels be able to resign him does he want to stay there um again uh this is a team that doesn't have a lot of starting pitching depth but um if you bring Showalter in, I do think at least with him there, that players would be like, "Oh, cool, Buck Showalter's there." Uh, this guy, very well-rounded manager, very respected manager, and at least with him, something can possibly happen. Yeah. Um, that that's the that's the best thing you're getting out of Showalter there. It's like uh, proven track record, very likable guy, very respected within the organization, and I think that's what the Angels need as of right now. They need someone who can kind of be able to drive this team and at least uh, point them in a direction. And Showalter is the guy, although I do not think they'll be competing anytime soon. Um, I don't think they'll be able to turn around in a year or two either. So I guess we'll we'll only have to see there. Um, Last thing I saw was, um, you know, again, we talked about all the vacancies for managers. Uh, Another one here is uh, the Brewers might be losing their manager, Greg Council. Uh, he said he would welcome the challenge of the Mets. Um, so it doesn't seem like he's uh, ro- uh, ruling out the Mets vacancy. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. I didn't uh, see that. Yeah. Uh, just, just uh, was reported yeah. a while ago here. Um, uh, again, for, for the Mets, that's a that's great, great situation. I mean, we, great council. Yeah, we the, saw the Brewers, I mean, came back out of nowhere almost and, and made this postseason. Well, we see them overachieving yeah. all the time. Yeah. With the, especially yeah. their hitting, um, council one of the better uh, managers out there. I mean, from like in the, in the league. I mean, there's if you're going to name the top five managers, he's probably five or four at least in the yeah. league. You know, again from what he's been able to do, uh, he's super young, very well respected, and 
look, uh, Milwaukee's not New York. That's the one thing is uh, that kind of troubles me a little bit. It's like, is he made for New York? Um, but that's just uh, the like in Milwaukee, the pressure's not even close. That's the one thing that was nice about Show Walter is uh, he was able to because he's he has managed in New York before. He's been around all that, you know. So, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, I do like Great Council, but again, his record speaks for himself. He's he he went seven he went seven oh seven and six hundred twenty five with the uh, Milwaukee Brewers since twenty fifteen. Made the NLCS in twenty eighteen. Um, he has a uh, very strong relationship with our new uh, base uh, head of baseball operations in uh, David Stearns. So we'll see. Um, if it doesn't work out, then this Steve Cohen ownership thing is going to be very yeah. interesting after he promised the World Series within his first yeah. five seasons. Um, and this, <laughs> this is, is number four, four right? So yeah. We'll see. <laughs> yep. It's year four. But uh, yeah, I think uh, that's everything we need to touch on for baseball here. Uh, in the next segment, uh, I, I will be talking uh, just football. Steve, you all watch your yeah. Phillies game. <laughs> yeah, I'll go watch game seven. About the first pitch goes here yep. off here in a minute. But uh, guys, uh, everyone stay tuned. Uh, we'll be talking, I'll be talking strictly NFL here at the second half of the show. Uh, and uh, good luck to thank you, Phil, you Thank you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the show. Uh, second part of the, the podcast. Uh, just going in uh, as I'm watching the Philly game. Uh, I want to talk a lot about NFL. Got a uh, week seven in the books, already heading into week eight. Uh, I'm going to s- start with uh, Monday night football as of yesterday. Uh, 49ers and the Vikings in Minnesota. Uh, a few reactions from this game is, um, I got to say, I'm a little disappointed in my boy Brock Purdy. Those interceptions were really bad. Um, but there's one thing I do, I, I guess being from a, uh, a, a half glass um, empty point of view as a versus half glass uh, full as far as like, you know, look, you could ridicule him for the interceptions. They were, they were terrible. You could be worried about him and the Niners and saying everything else. Um, a few big concerns about the Niners were, were Brock Purdy and was also, let's see, uh, McCaffrey fumbled there. That turns the game around. Um, they, they go down pretty early. Um, their defense was atrocious they were letting Addison and and uh, Powell do whatever they wanted, especially there in the second half. They just couldn't stop him. Uh, Kirk Cousins played the game of his life. It's the best I've ever seen him play. If only he could play like that in the playoffs, he would probably have a, uh, a Super Bowl by now or at least made one. But, uh, look, he played the game of his life. I think he realizes, like, contract year. Uh, maybe he, uh, within this next week, as the trade deadline opens up, that he's like, all right, I'm uh, ready for trade. Um, he's he's like you said, he's playing at an all time high right now. So um, a lot of teams are I think are looking at last night's game, be like, wow, uh, maybe we could go in and uh, look, look, go and get this guy. Um, but if I were him, they uh, they're not in a they're not in a dead scenario. Like they obviously are. Um, I think they're now three and four. Um, their schedule is pretty easy. They actually don't really play it. They don't have a tough remaining schedule. Uh, coming up, um, pull up their schedule really quick. But uh, for for the like I said, for the 49ers, uh, very concerning for their defense. Um, I that was more concerning to me than Brock Purdy's two interceptions. Look, I know uh, Brock Purdy cost him the game. They had another chance to come in uh, to go down at the end. He he throws those interceptions. Um, like I said, the one thing for him is is how are you gonna respond in the coming weeks? I know week to week we really love to. Um, 
overreact in the NFL. I, I know every, we all love to do it. Like, God, you know, it's like all this week seven, then week eight, you know, it's like, uh, remember after week one, everyone was like, Josh Allen, this, that, you know, it was like, oh my God, you played terrible against the Jets through three interceptions, had a fumble. Um, did that. And it's like, again, time and time again, uh, we love recency bias. Uh, this, you know, this week we had the, the Ravens, they, they dominated, uh, this week against the lions that was probably the most convincing win all year, or maybe not, you know, again, it's still really early. Uh, the, or last week it was the, the Niners. They had a disappointing loss to, um, not, not disappointing to Cleveland, but you know, they didn't play so hot the, the week before that, when they destroyed Dallas, uh, last week's game who was pretty convincing. Everyone was on the hype train, but now everyone's like saying, Oh, Ravens, uh, they're going to the Super Bowl. this, this, that. So, um, I, again, there's I look, I, I just don't want to overreact to what I've seen from Purdy. I think he's actually still really awesome. I expect him to play better and I expect him to bounce back. I think these kind of losses help grow some uh, hair on your chest. You know, you, you go through these downfalls because look, if he doesn't face these now, what's it going to be like at the end of the season? If you lost like this, then you have all this doubt and all this stuff. Look, um, Brock Purdy's had some, he's already had elbow surgery. He went out in the NFC championship game, uh, game last year. Against the Eagles, um, I'm sure that that was not easy to to watch this team pretty much go down, um, and from from there, and they had a uh, they had nothing really that they could do from there from there. But um, a- after after that, it's like for for Purdy, he has to look at this as like, all right, I know I got to take care of the ball better. I know that in, in a moment like this, I should probably scramble or just throw the ball away. I am not a superhero. I got to play better. And that that's how he has to look, uh, look at this, um, for, for the, again, for the, uh, Vikings, they are, I, I thought, you know, look, they started, uh, one, four, uh, they won their last two games. Uh, they, you know, I, I thought they would mail it in, especially after, uh, Justin Jefferson. Now he's, I think he's out four weeks, 48 weeks, but they have, you know, somehow, you know, made it, they've somehow made it uh, pretty interesting for them. So uh, next week they play Packers. Uh, we saw the Packers play uh, Sunday. Oh my God, they're terrible. Um, they couldn't beat the Broncos lost like 17 to 19. Uh, the following week they play the Falcons. They're like, Oh my God, the Vikings could be five and four going into that game. Uh, then they play the saints who guess what? Saints aren't very good. They're, they have a decent defense. Their car is absolute garbage. Uh, then they play the Broncos, then the Bears, then they have a week. Uh, see, they have a bye week uh, there on December 3rd. And then they play, or sorry, December 4th. Then they play Raiders. Then they finally play a tough team in the Bengals, December 17th. They play Bengals, Lions, Packers, Lions. That last month stretch. But look, what they did last year is they beat up on, they beat on, they beat up on, Bad teams. They made the playoffs. And yes, uh, they lost in horrific fashion. I think uh, it was to the uh, oh to the Giants. They lost. They lost to the Giants there, and then um, it was pretty much over for them. But again, uh, the if you just see the the Vikings at the end of the season, maybe um, maybe they they don't trade Kirk Cousins, and maybe he's like, look, I'm gonna stay here and see and ride this out for one more year. Um, if he it's probably, it actually probably is better for him now that I think about it and eat my own words a little bit there. 
that he decides to go out and, and just try to do what he can with this team and then get maybe his last contract uh, that he'll probably receive. Guy's been in the league for, I think, 11 years now. He's in the same draft as Andrew Luck and RG3. So um, he's definitely one of the older quarterbacks. No, I have not seen the quarterback documentary, I think, on Amazon or whatever. But, uh, again, uh, great job, great victory for the Vikings yesterday. Niners definitely drew a lot of question marks there. But, again, for Brock Purdy, I think he could bounce back. I think he's better than what he showed us yesterday. Uh, absolutely. Uh, one team that seems that like he's mailing it in, uh, Jordan Schultz came out today and uh he reported that um for for the titans uh everyone is uh that everyone is available for the titans including uh derrick henry and deandre hopkins so um just wow <laughs> uh i just saw that right now so uh talk about it it's like damn uh that that's crazy i mean let me let me go to the records really quick here i what is uh ten what is tennessee's record as of right now but um, God, can a team use a Derrick Henry? Can a team use someone like um, so someone like a DeAndre Hopkins? Absolutely, Hopkins. I, I like he's still fast, still good. Um, I, the biggest selling point here is Henry. I know that the Eagles traded for um, Bird there today, uh, reuniting him with a uh, with a Brown uh, there in Philadelphia. Um, so that, that was one bit, that was one move, um, for Derrick Henry. I, I got to think he would at least command a, a second round pick at the very least. It's not a first overall pick or not first overall, but a first uh, pick, um, for, for him. But man, that, that is, a uh, that's big news. Uh, let's see. I went to go and look at the, the Titans record. Titans are two and four. They, I'm, I'm kind of surprised they're mailing it in. But, you know, I guess we're only a week away from the trade deadline. We just talked about that. So um, maybe there's there's like, screw it. We're not going to do it with Tannehill. We're not doing it with Le um, Malik Willis. So let's uh, see what we can get in the draft upcoming and, and just kind of try to mill anyone away. I got to think if someone's going to go out and take a flyer on Tannehill, he's not a terrible backup to have. But, yeah, um, don't do that. But hey, very interesting um, news there. Uh Let's see, next game here. I got to go uh, stay in the NFC. I got to talk about the Eagles uh, taking on the Dolphins. Uh, what a great victory for the Eagles. Bouncing back after losing to the Jets like the way they did last week. And Jalen Hurts, um, he took care of the ball better. He had, still had an interception in this game. Um, he was 21, or sorry, 23 of 31, two touchdowns, 279 yards passing. Uh, Eagles played a really good game. I love the clock management there in the fourth quarter. Not giving Tua back the ball, um, even though they were up seven, uh, the Eagles instead kept it from their own twenty nine, went for it, and they did the the uh, the brotherly shove, the tush push, whatever you want to call it. They did it a few times there. Not my favorite play in the league, but look, it works. And if everyone could do it, then why can't they? I'm sure the NFL will ban it at some point uh, in the off season. I don't think they'll do it in season. Um, but I, I definitely think it will be banned. Not a very fun play. The Eagles have perfected it. Um, one thing concerning about this Eagles team is, um, it, what I should say more with Jalen Hurts, is um, he was kind of limping in this game, wearing the knee brace. Um, big concerns. I, I, I kind of wonder, is that a, a light injury? Um, is that from the tush push? What is this happening from? you got to imagine that, that you know having all those guys landing on you all the time. 
has to ache your body a little bit. So um, I wonder uh, if there's going to be a change with the Eagles and the tush, tush bush or something like that within their own uh, talking just to be like, maybe we shouldn't be putting all these miles on Hertz because we're trying to make the Super Bowl. We're not trying to uh, flare out at the end of the season uh, here. And they need Jalen Hurts to be able to run this offense. Um, but a great victory by the Eagles uh, for the Dolphins. Um, look, uh, they are still able to move the ball. I thought that they would throw way better um, than they did. Only two only had 216 yards passing. Um, the Eagles shirt up their secondary today, obviously with the, uh, the Darius bird, um, acquisition there from Tennessee, they needed, uh, some safety help. They did that. Um, but still I expected uh, Miami to throw a little bit better on them. They did, uh, yesterday to run better. Um, I got, I sort of got to question this Dolphins team cause they haven't, uh, really, they haven't beaten anybody over 500. They lost to the Eagles and they lost to the, um, the bills. Uh, they, they got annihilated by, I, I mean, they lost by double digits from both teams um, after killing the Panthers, the Giants, the Broncos, and 70 points on the Broncos, and beating the New England by seven and beating the Chargers by one possession. Um, Chargers are bad. Patriots are bad. Um, still, I mean, the Patriot game, whatever you want to say, uh, division game, uh, I'll get to them in a moment. But uh, yeah, for... For the Chargers, uh, you know, the, those two teams, they've kind of be, they actually might have a lot more in common than we think. Um, but if I'm a Dolphins fan, I'm a little worried, especially if you think we're going to win the uh, the AFC East. Uh, next game we got to get to is the Chargers and uh, Chiefs. Chiefs with another convincing win, six straight for them after losing their opening weekend to the Lions, where they should have won that game uh, if Kadarius Tony doesn't drop a few passes. Um, Look, Chiefs defense haven't, I think, let up 20 points all year. Let me double-check that. I think I heard that stat earlier. It's a pretty damn amazing stat, actually. Or, sorry, they haven't let up more than 20 points all year. So they let up 20 points three different times. Or Nope, they let up 21 points uh, against the Lions. I was looking at the wrong one. Um, but they haven't let up more than 21 points this year. That's pretty damn impressive. Um, uh, again, for not giving up more than that uh, through seven weeks, uh, have they beaten very many good teams? Um, let's see. Lost to the Lions. Uh, Jags, that game was stupid ugly. That was one of the ugliest games you will see all year. The Jags uh, lost that game. seven, or The Chiefs won that game 17-9. Uh, they destroyed the Bears. They destroyed the Jets. Sorry, they barely beat the Jets. They barely beat the Vikings. And they barely beat the Broncos. They finally had a convincing win over the Chargers. Um, are they still one of the top five best teams in the league? Absolutely. Until I see otherwise and Mahomes not in the Super Bowl or in an AFC uh, championship game. Um, you just got a pencil on the Chiefs in for that. Uh, good victory, though, over the Chargers, who usually play them particularly well. Um, Rams uh, lose to the Steelers. Um, the Goddamn. Look, the, the Rams had this game. Uh, they let the Steelers score two touchdowns. Not let, but the uh, Steelers score two touchdowns to... Uh, take this game after the Rams had a 17 to 10 lead um, there in the fourth quarter. But it's just like, uh, again, uh, Kenny Pickett, look, he, ma he managed the game well, 17 of 25, 230 yards, no touching, uh, no um, pass out, uh, t passing touchdowns there. Um, but look, uh, the Steelers are going to win by their defense. Their defense is solid. It's one thing we uh, know about them. Uh, Stafford, uh, him and Nakua had a day. 
Um, no touchdowns for Nakua, but damn, he was pretty damn special. 154 yards passing or uh, sorry, catching, receiving, Jesus. But um, yeah, Stafford just flared out there in the second half. That's pretty much what happened. That with the Steelers defense uh, step, stepping up. Uh, and now the Steelers find themselves at four and two. And they are heading into Jackson, or sorry, the Jacksonville is heading to uh, Pittsburgh there. And then uh, they get Tennessee after that. I think uh, you'll be seeing Pittsburgh six and two. I, I think finally Jacksonville is going to get a test here. Uh, they've been beating up on crap teams, um, winning two and in, in, um, winning two games in London, and how they beat how they beat the Bills. I, I think if they played them here on, you know, where they're not so jet lagged, um, it'd be a little bit different. But Pittsburgh, uh, man, what a division that AFC uh, North. Sorry, uh, AFC North is going to be uh, with Pittsburgh, Baltimore. Um, the those two uh, Bengals uh, coming out of a bye week, and then the Browns at four and two. Um, definitely, I think three teams are going to make it there because just kind of looking at it, I mean the AFC East, uh, East, and there, there's still a lot of still a lot of games left to remaining. That's the one the thing I, I got to remind myself when looking at all these is to not overreact. Uh, I think the Bills will play better. Dolphins flamed out last year, so I got to see it from them. Uh, the Jets can get Rogers back. I think uh, you can kind of pencil them in, um, but yeah, uh, good good job by by the Steelers overall this game. And I I, I didn't even touch on the Ravens who I, I should have t- probably touched on them first. A convincing and dominating win over the Lions um, screwed me big time in this game because I had the Lions um, on, at the on the on the uh, plus two and a half. Uh, damn, that game was over. <laughs> I looked, I looked in the second quarter. It was like 28 to zero with like, I don't know, like eight minutes left in the second quarter. I was like, God, I was like, how the heck, what the heck is going on? Um, Lions just could not get anything going. Jared Goff uh, playing one of the worst games he's played in a long time. 33 of 53, 53 throws for Jared Goff, 284 yards passing, one interception. Uh, Ravens defense is excellent. I mean, look, uh, so many question marks around this. Ravens defense, but they seem to do it, be able to put on a decent defense every year. And th- this year is another one of those years. And Lamar Jackson playing the best game that we've seen him play. Um, 21 of 27, 357 yards passing, three touchdowns. Uh, he was awesome. He, he uses his weapons. Mark Andrews, um, he, he, has, he actually has some guys, Zay Flowers and Beckham Jr. He's able to spread the ball a little bit there. And, uh, you know, Gus Edwards there too as well with, a, with the 80-yard reception. Um, here, here's the one thing though is look, the Ravens play Arizona this week. They should dominate them, no problem. Um, this was by far their best victory. I did not like their victory against uh, Tennessee the week before that. I think they actually could have lost that game if Tennessee had a competent quarterback. But here's the one thing I'm going to say about um, uh, that we I've just seen like we saw from the Niners after they dominated the Cowboys, they lose to uh, they lose to the Browns in the way they did. And I know Arizona is not the Browns, but just want to provide caution on this game. It, you know, sometimes these games look like, oh, this game looks the easiest. The the uh, Baltimore heading into this game, what are they favored by? Uh, they are favored by eight points in um, in Arizona. Again, just uh, anybody playing the money line, just kind of be careful on this game. If you have them in a tease, just be careful. Um, I, I thought the Niners were going to be good and have a tease, and nope, it just kind of – uh, things just kind of went all all over the place this weekend. Um, Col- Colts, uh, who thought Colts Browns would be the shootout 
uh, of the day. Uh, Browns beat the Colts 39-38. Uh, Gardner Minshew looked awesome in this game. My boy, Gardner Minshew. Uh, 305 yards uh, pa- passing, two rushing, and two passing touchdowns, one interception. Uh, but yeah, apparently P.J. Walker is able to beat him out. Uh, P.J. Walker had 170 yards passing, one interception himself. But it was all, it, it came down to the rushing for the Browns uh, today, or for on Sunday. Uh, 74 yards rushing for Jerome Ford and Kareem Hunt at 31 yards rushing uh, three touchdowns combined for those two guys. Um, again, for, for the Colts, it's pretty much, you know, they're, they're kind of, uh, they're in no man's land. They're now three and four and let me uh, see that for sure. Yeah. Three and four. And, they're not out of the division. I mean, Jacksonville's five and two. If Jacksonville loses next week, um, the Steelers. I mean, they're five and three. And if Colts win, there could be four and four, and they're only game behind it, uh, game out. And uh, same with the Texans. They're coming out of bye week. They're three and three. Um, they're going to be going good. I think they're very well coached, and they have C.J. Stroud, who I actually think is going to be a top ten quarterback before we know it, if he's not already. Um, but uh, again, this Texans team, they could be making a playoff push we do before we even know it. Uh, but yeah, let's see anything else that I kind of want to get to here. Um, let's see bears tangent, um, uh, tangent looked pretty good. Raiders stink. Brian Hoyer stinks. Uh, they were without Garoppolo in this game. Bears went 30 to 12. Another stink fest was the Falcons and Buccaneers. Uh, Falcons went 16, 13. Uh, it was just Ritter versus Baker. I mean, God. It ridded of Baker. That's all I gotta say. Uh, this game, uh, not a, not a uh, very uh, good game. And and the one thing was in this game was a uh, Bijan only getting one attempt, uh, one rushing attempt in this game. I'll, I can't wait to hear. Uh, I know the league's investigating this. I can't wait to hear the um, explanation for that. Even though I know Atlanta did win, but giving Bijan Robinson, who is one of the most exciting backs and best backs in the league already. Um, the ball only one time. Uh, that's a lot of question marks there. Uh, Packers lose the Broncos 1719. Uh, All I need to say there is uh, Jordan Love, you're disappointing me, man. I uh, had a lot of expectations for you. Uh, just like the more expectations everyone had for the Bills. Um, the Bills were heavily favored in this game um, over New England. And this is why I think it happened in that uh, that Ravens Cardinal game is uh, New England uh, beats Buffalo 2925. Um, no one thought that New England was going to win this game, uh, especially Josh Allen kind of owning the the um, Patriots. Um, very ugly game overall for them, uh, because I mean New England they they pretty much had this game the whole time. Uh, they they were up thirteen three at halftime, uh, twenty to ten going into the fourth quarter, and then that's when the Bills finally took the lead there late, and uh, it finally it came down to that. But it came down to a. Uh, Mac Jones drive with 15 seconds left to throw a touchdown to Gusecki. Um, and it was, it was good. It was just, um, again, uh, Allen did what he needed to provided the comeback, uh, and the two point conversion, put him up 25, 22, but, um, yeah, Mac Jones did what we didn't think he could do and drive down, uh, with, uh, less than two minutes to go- score the go ahead touchdown, but they did it. And, uh, New England wins the game and, New England's now two and five. Um, I have no hope for New England. I think they're done. Um, but yeah, it's like, man, crazy uh, stuff. But 
I'm uh, super excited for this week. Uh, NFL trade deadline coming up in less than a week. I, we're going to see a lot of moves uh, coming up. A lot of, I, I think you'll see much more moves, uh, many more names uh, being thrown around because there's just so many bad teams and so many teams that are like, oh, you know, you know, we're not too far out of it. Um, so where we can actually make something. I didn't talk about the Giants commanders. Uh, command, I didn't want to talk about them because Sam Howell was really bad in this game. And I just, how, losing to Tyrod Taylor in the Giants, um, I wonder if Daniel Jones will even get his job back now at this point. I, are the Giants going for it? I don't know there. But uh, again, there's just so many teams, um, some buyers, some sellers. There's just a lot of bad teams in the NFL. Uh, I can't wait to hear more news later this week. Um, let's see anything else I need to touch on before I get going. Now let me go to the rumors really quick, but yeah, I think, I think, uh, I have for every week that's gone on through all from week one to week seven, I haven't felt like there's been a lot of good football games. I feel like there's been a lot of disastrous games and it's kind of disappointing. I mean, you know, usually it's like by now we've seen a lot of great games. Um, hasn't been a lot of great games this year a lot of great weeks like where you're like four or five games you just pencil and be like man that was a good game man did you see this game man oh that game was awesome uh no not, nothing like that it's been like if the games have been good they've been blowouts or something like that it's just or just I, again uh this i expect a little bit more here this nfl season come on guys uh show us some more action everybody um but yeah that's all all i got um mvp rankings kind of want to do that next week i think right right now everyone has like either chris mccaffrey tyree kill um patrick mahomes jalen hurts up there and lamar jackson who else am i am i missing i would say brock purdy but after those two losses you can't have him there uh but uh, again has to be i guess uh patrick mahomes i i guess for long shot odds there for the mvp i would i would throw uh I mean, you got to put some money on. Look, Lamar Jackson plus six fifty, and uh, and uh, Jalen Hurts plus five hundred. That looks better than. Um, I I don't think Patrick Mahomes has been. Look, I I made a lot of money on him last year for the MVP. I got him at plus nine hundred. Um, I don't think he is having the even near as valuable of a year as he did last year. I think that his defense has been awesome. Uh, not, I'm not taking anything away from him. He has no weapons again this year, but I think uh, I think there are, have been some better players or as far as like who's been more valuable to the team and remember these voters look at narrative all the time um just just uh let you guys know anyways i hope you guys all enjoyed that speedy segment of nfl week seven recap i uh, can't wait till we come back later on later in the week and maybe we'll see some more nfl trade news and getting ready for week eight in the nfl hope you guys all have a good day Thank you for tuning in to the Sportsman Like Conduct podcast. Hope you guys all enjoyed this. Please do not forget to subscribe to the podcast. Share it with your fellow sports fans. And I will see you guys all later in the week.